Hi, y'all. You are now listening to episode eight of Running for Office, the podcast. I'm your host, Claudia Zapata. I hope that y'all had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I know it's been a couple of weeks since you've heard from me, and I do feel like I owe y'all a bit of an explanation. Well, I've been sick, so it's not like I've been off enjoying myself by any means. It, I've, I've been dealing with a sinus infection, which thank goodness because I was pretty sure that it was COVID. I was, I was dead set on it being COVID. Y'all should have seen what a mess I was uh, whenever I went to go get tested because I was like, oh dear God, please don't let this be COVID because I have been trying really, really hard to be safe and practice social distancing and really just staying inside, which as a very, very loud extrovert, I have gone a little bit stir crazy being indoors. It ended up being a sinus infection. And I think I've mentioned this before, but I do have a newly diagnosed voice disorder. Um, I received this diagnosis in June. Voice disorders, I realized, aren't really talked about or aren't really known about. The one that I have is called vocal cord dysfunction. There's really no rhyme or reason as to why people get it. The easiest way to explain it is that your vocal cords will open and close when you are breathing to let air in and out. They also do this when you're speaking. They are two muscles, and at times muscles can go out of sync or spasm on their own. So, for example, if you have a really bad case of bronchitis or strep or mono or pneumonia, or really anything in which you are coughing a lot, you can throw off the rhythm in which your vocal cords are supposed to open or close. I feel that we may see a lot of vocal cord dysfunction diagnoses in the coming future because you can also get vocal cord dysfunction if your vocal cords have any sort of trauma. So for example, anyone who's been intubated uh, due to COVID-19, they may have vocal cord dysfunction once they are taken off of intubation. So at times, it is very, very difficult for me to breathe uh, because my vocal cords will be closed when they're supposed to be open or they'll open when they're supposed to be closed. Um, so for a long time, it was difficult for me to eat or drink anything uh, because it, I would start choking very easily. But there is therapy for it. There's there's no like real treatment. Some people say Botox, but sometimes it just makes it worse. But speech therapy really is the only treatment for it. I don't know if y'all would be interested in a full episode on maybe like disability awareness um, and especially how, because I went through 
oh God, I went through a rut and I'm still adjusting to it of thinking that this voice disorder was going to completely dampen and prevent me from being able to be involved in politics because in politics everybody says use your voice use your voice and it's like well what if I literally cannot use my voice so tell me if y'all would like an episode about that either way I still might make one but I just want to see maybe if there's any particular questions that y'all have go ahead and reach out to me on social media regarding that on to this week's episode chasing clout Now, what exactly is a clout chaser? I understand that many people, maybe some people do not know like what clout is. Basically, it's someone who does something purely for the notoriety of it. So someone who hops on the bandwagon to seem cool or woke or just fit in with the crowd or look good. So here are some examples. You might be a clout chaser if you participated in Blackout Tuesday for Black Lives Matter and actually thought you were making a difference. You might be a clout chaser if all you do is show up to protests, but do nothing within your everyday community to push the progressive agenda forward. Basically, you might be a clout chaser if all you do is talk politics on social media, but do nothing to put your words into tangible action. And yes, I'm calling all y'all out. I don't give a fuck. We need to understand that the one aspect that all these things have in mind is social media. If your progressive work stops at posting hashtags or woke pictures on social media, I'm not going to sit here and give you a pat on the back and act like you did anything to push that progressive agenda forward. Why? Because clout chaser negligence leads to neoliberalism. Now, what is neoliberalism? It's a buzzword that I've seen used and and people are just kind of like throwing it like all willy-nilly like around. But neoliberalism is used to refer to an economic system in which the free market is extended to every part of our public and personal worlds. The transformation of the state from a provider of public welfare to a promoter of markets and competitions enables this shift. It's generally associated with policies like cutting trade tariffs and barriers, and its influence has liberalized the international movement of capital and limited the power of trade unions. It's broken up state-owned enterprises, sold off public assets, and generally opened up our lives to dominance by market thinking. In short, neoliberalism means that if you don't have money, sit down, don't talk. Now, how exactly does your clout chasing lead to neoliberalism? Well, let me explain. I believe all people are selfish. I said it. I don't care. We all do what we do out of a motive to somehow bring joy or happiness to ourselves. Some of us get off on doing good for others, and that's okay. I'll be the first to admit that doing good makes me feel good. So of course I want to do it because I get something out of it. And with that inherent selfishness in mind, even when that selfishness lends itself to good causes or effects, everyone fills up their what I call a feel-goodometer. 
The idea behind this is that if we inherently do things that make us feel good, there is a point which differs from person to person in which we no longer see the need to fill up our feel goodometer because we've hit the top. This meter may reset for some sooner than others. And I strongly believe that many people fill up their feel goodometers with something as simple as posting a woke meme on Facebook or sharing a hashtag on Twitter or posting a woke IG photo with some crazy caption in solidarity with a cause. I consider these acts as stunting the growth of true progressive work. It is not enough to just post on social media and talk the talk. Neoliberalism and the GOP thrive off of liberals or Dems or progressives or leftists, however it is that you want to call yourself, who are all talk and no action because words don't change or interrupt their plans. So if your feel-goodometers fill up after posting on social media, you are playing into the game of doing nothing. By being a progressive clout chaser and by solely doing your work on social media, you are dampening the work of actual progressive movements with agendas that are set out to complete real action. So I'm sitting here and I'm telling you, do not let your feel-goodometer fill up so easily when it comes to politics. Put in real, long-term work. Now, how can you start doing real, long-term work? One of the easiest things that I try to tell people all the time after working in a state rep's office is write to your representatives at all levels of government normalize it. They are there because you voted for them or maybe didn't vote for them, but either way they represent you and they are supposed to work for you. That is the idea of what a public servant is. So if you need help with something, anything at all, when it comes to figuring out what happened with your SNAP or Medicaid CHIP WIC benefits, reach out to your representative. If you have questions regarding your local school zoning, reach out to your representatives. If you have questions related to how to enroll in a certain program, reach out to your representatives. If someone is giving you a hard time at the DMV and you need some assistance on getting some paperwork filled out, reach out to your representatives. Make them work for you. That is what they are there for. And so we have to normalize reaching out to our representatives. They are working for us. It is not vice versa. And I feel that many politicians forget about that part of their work. A lot of the times you'll see that constituent services are important within offices. However, they are largely neglected and forgotten, which is a whole different story. And I promise you that I'm going to try to change that if elected. I'm saying this like two years out. However, if elected, constituent services will be a large and if not the first priority of the work that I do. Now, what else can you do to start doing real work? Besides writing to your representatives, volunteer to testify on issues important to you 
or sit in on meetings or committees that are streaming, and then hold your representatives accountable. There are a lot of nonpartisan nonprofits whose sole work is to provide testimony or public input on certain projects or issues. And you can easily identify these within your communities. And if you need any assistance in identifying who to reach out to about issues that are important to you, then I will also personally help you become more involved and help you find those organizations in order to amplify your own voice. A lot of folks will likely tell you to start with local politics because that's the stuff that directly affects your everyday life. But I say, start with whatever fucking level you want. We do not discourage any sort of civic engagement in this podcast. Feeling amped up? Feeling called out? Well, here is my first call to action. In the next episode, I will be talking about how to start building a campaign coalition. To kick that off, here is my first official call to action. If you are interested in joining this campaign and providing your talents, whatever they may be, or you are wanting to develop your talents in the political field, message me directly or go straight to the Google form titled Claudia's Campaign Crew Roundup. The link will be in my bio on all my social media platforms, but I will also send it to you directly if you message me. If you've already connected with me, no worries. I will be reaching out to you very, very soon. To give everyone a little taste on what I have planned, because I'm not just going to sit here and call people out about being all talk and no action without telling y'all the action that I'm about to take. I am going to start drafting policy. Yay, how exciting, but also terrifying, but also very fun. It's a mix of emotions. We are going to start with higher education policy And this is by far one of the things that I am most passionate about. If you went to UT Austin with me, then you know that I put my ideas and passion into real action. I dream big and make it big.